When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen Duplessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results with Jen Duplessis. Uh, so, again, if you um, are a regular listener, I just want to say thank you so much, and please ask you to please write a review for us. Um, all you have to do, by the way, if you're on your phone, and all you have to do is scroll all the way down on your page, and it'll say, do you want to write a review? And you can put a review in there for us. It's really easy to do. Um, it's, it's hidden. I get it, but it's real easy. All you got to do is scroll all the way down. So if you're um, been a long time listener, please give me a review. And if you're new to listening to our show, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to, to learn from our experts and, uh, you know, increase your personal and professional growth. So without further ado, I want to introduce our guest today, um, Stephen Lograra, right? Did I get it right after we just you were, practiced? You were close. It, it's it's, it's Lograra. Lograra. It's, it's Lograra, okay, everybody. Everybody, everybody gets it wrong. Everybody, <laughs> well, a lot of people call me Longoria, and I was, I was like, okay, I wish I, wish I had her. I, I, I wish I had Eva Longora's uh, money. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Well, we'll have it spelled right on the uh, on the show notes, so that'll be good. But Steve, uh, Stephen M. is joining us today, and I want to give you a little bit of background. Uh, we met at um, an event in Canada where we both were doing some training. Well, he was actually an IT expert there, but then we both ended up um, doing some coaching with, with the gentleman that we were attending his uh, workshop and his boot camp. And you know, this is part of what we do. You know, we want to share each other's stories and, you know, really help our listeners and the community and make an impact on the world. So um, Stephen is going to talk to us today about workflow and sales process, which is something that I harp on all the time in order to be able to scale your business. So before we get started in talking about that particular topic, that's a little hook to keep you listening for a few minutes. Um, Stephen, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you get into this line of work, you know, to this point where you're now helping people uh, manage their sales process and develop a, a sales process? So what brought you here, you know, with your passion, your experiences, and the gifts that you have okay. in order to be able well, to help people? Well, Jen, first of all, thank you for having me here. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to give some good tips to your audience and just uh, – uh, hopefully make a difference for them. So, um, boy, it also, I mean, I've been, I've been in tech, I've been in doing technical work since, uh, basically since I got out of high school, um, you know, worked as a PC technician, then decided to go back to school, get a degree in engineering. Um, also have a, 
a minor in business administration. So I've always been in tech and I've always been also uh, involved in sales in one, in one way or another. So uh, professionally in sales, I've been, gosh, probably over 12 years. Uh, technical in more of the internet marketing space, uh, probably about eight years. But yeah, I've, I've, I've always been a, a bit of a geek. I call myself an uh, introverted extrovert. The introvert part of me loves <laughs> the the introvert part of me just loves process and systems and technology, just ways to uh, make life easier and automate things. And the uh, the uh, um, the extrovert in me just loves talking to people, um, being in sales, and and just uh, you know the art of the art of the clothes. So I got a right. pretty unique background in both. Wow. So now you're just so that everybody knows you're located in Canada. Yep, in Vancouver. Yep, in Vancouver, and um, you have really just started launching your business too. You know, really expanding it. I mean, I know you've had your business for a while, but now you're really doing the um, the next level, the next expansion yourself. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, um, I, like I said, I've, I've been doing digital marketing for the last eight years, and you know, so, sometimes things just just kind of happen. And I started I started doing uh, I, I started helping a gentleman that teaches high ticket sales uh, to set up their marketing funnels. And as as a result right. of that, I got I got trained in how to sell high ticket offers. So anything anything above thirty five hundred dollars programs all the way up to twenty five thousand dollars. And I, I just as an experiment, I decided to get a part time job actually doing high ticket sales. And what I realized quickly is that small business owners, entrepreneurs, really tend to lack some of the systems that corporate take for granted, specifically around the sales mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody mm -hmm. talks about your marketing automation, your funnels, and 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 how how you know all about lead generation, right? right. So and, and then how to automate that. Mm -hmm. Correct. What, but you know, marketing is how you get a lead. Sales is right. what you do with that lead until you close. Right. 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 So the fulfillment part, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 not just the fulfillment part. Is is being able to take the client through their buying process and mm -hmm. and and getting them to the point where they say yes to your offer. Now, yeah. what happens okay, is, gotcha. what happens is a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they're out there networking, they're meeting people, they're getting business cards, they're getting leads, and unless they have some kind of system, some kind of process that tells them exactly what to do with each lead as it comes in, quite often they end up dropping the ball, not following mm -hmm. up, missing out on sales, things like that. So uh, I ran into that problem myself. I was, I, we were generating 25 to 30 leads a week and I was managing that on a spreadsheet and paper and just, you know, different applications mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it, mm -hmm. was, it, was over, it was overwhelming. I found myself spending about 30 minutes per lead now imagine that 25 to 30 leads spending 30 minutes on each one of them just doing admin work. Yeah. Rather than recording being on the phone. Yeah. Right. Well, recording it, keeping track, figuring out who mm -hmm. do I need to follow up with, all, all the all the, the the different things that as a, when when you when you put your sales hat on that you need to do in order to make sure that you follow up with everybody until either they say no or you enroll them into your programs or services. Right. You know, and I think that this is a, you know, a really valid point, too, because what happens, and there, there are some statistics out there as well about um, uh, salespeople, sales professionals, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners, right, where, where they 
you know, lose like 67% of all the leads that they have just because of the lack of follow-up. And mm-hmm. um, when I talk to the people that I coach, you know, they all say that we need more leads. And, and to mm-hmm. a certain extent, we all do, right? We need more leads. But the question is, you know, what are you doing with the leads you got? It's almost like the mm-hmm. game is how many leads can I get? And then once the lead is received, that's the win, right? And that's where everybody stops because they're saying, well, I got the lead. So, woo, that's what I needed, more leads. Got them. (laughs) You sure did. You sure got more leads. It's the conversion of the leads that is the most important thing. And that's what we're talking about today is the conversion of the lead. Right. Well, and, and, so, and even and even and, and, and Jen, even more important is that it's not so much the conversion, but what leads up to the conversion. What do you need to do in between that? Right. What are the right, steps? That's that what you I mean. Need converting the lead into a sale. Yeah. Converting the yeah. lead into a sale. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK, so let's before we hop into that, though, what I what I would like to talk about is just some other mindset things before we get into the tactical. And, and part of that is just really understanding a little bit about, you know, what you're thinking as it relates to why you, you know, got into this particular um, line of work. So one of the things I'd, I'd like to ask you is what is the best advice you've ever received as it relates to managing this sales process? The best advice as far as managing the sales process. That um, you received as you were learning. That I, re- that I mm-hmm. received is just always mm-hmm. have a process, always have a workflow, always have systems. Uh, always know what you're going to do next. Yeah. Instead of the napkin, right? The, the lead on yeah. the napkin and on the back of a card, and then you hand out your card to somebody which had your lead on it. Yeah, and unless unless you know what to do next. <laughs> unless next, that's I your use, system. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which uh, and 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 you know I'll, I'll I'll be the first in the fist up. I've you know I used to do that, well, and and it was it was, pain, it was painful. It was painful. Yeah, you had that pocket. <laughs> My yep, husband, I, got I don't the know box. how many times my husband has said, oh, my gosh, you washed my lead. You washed my lead. And I go, well, get, it, you, get your leads out of your pocket. I don't know what to tell yeah. you to do. <laughs> you know, you know, you know it's that. interesting. So when, I, when, I moved, when I moved from Minnesota to Vancouver, and, you know, you, you know, sometimes you make a big move and you just get, you get rid of a bunch of junk. And it's interesting how many boxes full of business cards I had that I ended up throwing away that I never followed up with. Isn't that funny? I know. It's crazy. And you, or you look at it, you know, and you're like, I don't really know why I even have well, it. Well, it's, it's, over, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming because I have like 150 business cards. And at that point, following up with all of them, it's like I'm going to spend a week. Right. You know, yeah. And sometimes and you just have to let them go. You just have to let it go because they're probably so old anyway. Okay. So what do you think? Um, what do you think is one of the top mistakes that um, that people are that you're seeing? that you see people making? What do you think is one of the biggest mistakes? And, and I know you're probably going to say not having a system, but, but what do you think is the reason behind that? What are maybe some reasons why people fail in putting systems together? Uh, I'll tell you what a lot of people do, and, and then they fail, is they try to use technology mm-hmm. before, before they know what they're going to use it for. Yep. Shiny so, for example, syndrome. Yeah, well, it's not just that. It's like, you know, I think all of us entrepreneurs, we tend to, you know, do personal development and go to events and things like that. And usually what ends up happening at events is that there's somebody selling some kind of technology, some kind of platform that's going to be, it's going to change your business, right? 
and I don't want to get into names because I don't want to I don't want to talk about any specific right. platforms. But what, what ends up happening is they buy this thing because it's going to change their business. They buy this platform. They spend a few thousand dollars. Five months later, they haven't used it. Right. Why? Because there's no they don't yeah, have a purpose. Yeah. yeah, it's like for it's like for example, I buy I buy a piece of land and I I go to a contractor and I say, hey, Mr. Contractor, can you please build me a house? And he's gonna look at me like, uh, where where's the blueprint? Right. Right. How you so how do you want I, me to build this house without the blueprint? Right. And I agree with you because you know when I uh, first started, and you and I talked about this a while ago. Yeah. Because um, I'm I'm everything is systems for me. Everything. It's the only way to scale. It's the only way you can scale. Um, right. And it's great for customer experience too, because then everyone has the same experience, and not one person has one experience and one has another because you forgot to do something in a system that you don't even have. But you know, when I started this, when I started my first system, my first uh, process, I did it on. It was so long ago. I did it on eight and a half by fourteen paper with my drafting tools because that's my my uh, degree. And so I'm doing it with my drafting tools because there was no such thing as an Excel spreadsheet for the normal person, you know, out in the street, the average person. And the whole object of the game was to, you know, fill in the X's. It would just be, okay, I did that, I did that. Oh, I have a new client. Now I'm going to start over again and do that. And everybody was progressing, and the object of the game was to fill in all the X's, right, to get to the mm -hmm. end. Yeah. Um, and what I realized, and I, I tell my students this all the time, is, you know, build the system on paper first. Because if you spend all the time and money and effort building it on, you know, on, on an automated technology, you haven't had a chance to test it. And it costs so much to rebuild that. It doesn't cost a lot to erase something and move no. it over, right? <laughs> or well, not, say, not, not only that. Not only that. spreadsheet or Word, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not only that, but sometimes you buy into this piece of technology and, and it might not do what you need it to do. So well, if, and, if you know, you, good reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So That's always, always process and workflow first on paper. Then mm -hmm. you buy the technology that'll do that thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So tell me, tell me what. Um, and so I, t I mean, I totally, totally agree with what you just said because um, I just, you know, guess what else that happens in? It happens on websites. It drives me crazy where someone will hand me a card, they'll scratch out their website and say, don't go to my website because I'm rebuilding it. And I'm like, yeah. why are you rebuilding it? I always ask, well, so why are you rebuilding it? Well, it just doesn't have the functionality that I need. See, that's why I didn't build my website to, it still hasn't, still haven't. I only build the pages I need as I uh -huh. go along because I don't, I need to find out what my client's looking for, how they respond, you know, react to the pages rather than going out and spending that kind of money. So I totally agree. All right, so let's talk about the semantics of putting together a workflow. Um, what, what are some of the priorities that need to be uh, considered when putting a workflow together? Okay, so I'm going to talk specifically. I'm going to talk specific about the sales process, and since this is kind of like what we're getting into, because every mm -hmm. every workflow is going to be a little bit different. So, for example, when you're building up your sales process, you got to look at okay, what what's the first thing that happens? Well, um, the first stage would be prospecting. Now, prospecting mm -hmm. could be you're going out there networking, you're giving talks, you know, how, however it is that you're doing lead generation, whether it's a digital marketing funnel, social media, uh, that would fall under prospecting, right? So you, 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 you figured out your prospecting and you have a step-by-step -step process of how you do that prospecting. So I'll give you or a really they, simple one that all of us do. Or you don't. <laughs> well, I'll give you, I'll give you a really, sorry, I'll, I'll give you a really simple one. Let's say networking. 
right? Well, you first of all, you got to know what venue to go to. So maybe you go to meetup.com and you got to figure you, you got to figure out a, a, an event or or a meetup that you think your potential tribe is going to be there, right? And then maybe do a little bit of research at who's showing up to that meetup. Maybe they give there's somebody giving a talk, right? So first of all, figure out are you at the right place? Then you're there. So and that's the point. Most people don't do that. Yeah, most people Correct. don't do that. And the reason why is because they uh, are chasing shiny objects. Again, I have to cool. network instead of I get to, right? I have to. I have to mm-hmm. network. I have to network every, anywhere and everywhere. And so they're going to the wrong places. They're talking to the wrong people rather than going to the right places and saying the right things to the right people. So I just want to digress on that, you know, just to make sure people understand what you're talking about is, yeah, you do have to have a process about that. Most don't. So that's why we're doing this podcast to help you understand um, that you have to have a prospecting process as well. Okay, so keep going. So now we got the prospecting going. We went to the networking event. So, so, so we've, 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 we've got stage one is prospecting, and there are certain steps that you need to take in there. And you also got to have a goal for that stage. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So once, you have, once you've met that goal, then you go to the next stage. So the goal on that one would be to talk to a potential, to talk to a potential client. So you, 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 went to this, mm-hmm. you went to this meeting, you, you mm-hmm. talked to a couple people, you got a business card. Now, your goal was met. What's the next stage? Well, the next stage is to contact this person, right? Send them, mm-hmm. send them an email. Make sure that, make sure that you're following, the other person without following up with that person right away. So mm-hmm. stage two is to contact that person. You've sent them an email. You give them a call. Third stage is set up a meeting, whether it's face-to-face for coffee or whether it's virtually over Zoom or Skype, mm-hmm. right? And then inside of that, your sales process, right? When you're actually having an enrollment conversation, is that a one call close? Is there a series of, of conversations you need to have with the decision makers in order to get there, right? But the whole idea of that, that conversation of that, um, of, of that stage is what needs to happen now to when you make your offer. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, the client says yes, no, or maybe. If it's yes, then great. What's your, clo- what's your onboarding process? How do you take payment? Mm-hmm. Do you need to give them access to, let's say, your online course? Do you need to, what is it that, you know, is there contracts that need to be signed? Is there certain things, what needs to happen in order for you guys to start working together? Right, so yeah. having your onboarding process spelled out is also really important. So having, that's where checklists come in, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you're a mortgage broker or if you're a realtor, because it's very, there's a lot of paperwork that needs to be done. And, yeah. you know, if you're a mortgage broker, there's certain things that you need to get from your client in order to submit the loan paperwork and all that stuff, right? So having checklists right. for that stuff is really, really important. You know, same mm-hmm. thing if you're, if, you're a real, if you're a real estate agent, all the contracts that need to happen, right? So then uh, if you're at the spot where they, where they say no, now a lot of people just give up. I love no's sometimes because I can monetize them. You have maybe someone you can refer them to that will mm-hmm. pay you a commission for a referral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's not a, in real estate and lending. Yeah. In real estate, okay. yes, but not in mortgage lending. Yeah. Yeah. But I know we're talking globally here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, and, and in real estate, because I, I, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a past life, I was in real estate and I could give commissions to other agents that they referred mm-hmm. me business. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, so in the case of where they say maybe, 
And this is where this is where this is where most people drop the ball. Now, maybe is a maybe. Maybe is not a no. Maybe is I'm not ready to work. And especially for for example, if you're a real estate agent, right? Let's say somebody you meet with somebody, and then they're not quite ready to sell yet. Right. But what about four months from now? Mm-hmm. Right. And real estate agents are a dime a dozen. So four months from now, if I don't have a way to follow up with that prospect, I can guarantee you they're going to go with the next guy or the next gal because they're mm-hmm. in front of them four months from now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so always have a law short, I call a short term follow up plan, which is to me, short term is 30 days mm-hmm. and have a long term follow up is beyond 30 days. Right. So do I maybe want to put them into some kind of an email autoresponder sequence where I'm sending them education? Like things you need, things you need to do to sell a house, or mm-hmm. the things you need to do. Close. Oh, for for a mortgage broker, let's say for example that they need to clean up the credit. Yeah. Right, and that could take six months. Well, can I put them into a a, a credit repair plan? Can I mm-hmm. start sending them information of what are the things that, that the do's and don'ts of, of repairing your credit? So in six months, they'll have um they'll have their plan. I'll give you a really per, a really great example of like a for sure sale that just completely died. And it was basically, I, I play softball with a gal that sells insurance. She sells, she sells car insurance. She's like, hey, who do you, does your car insurance? And I said, well, uh, here in Canada, it's, it's one company. So agents represent that one company. I don't really care who I go to. I'm not loyal to anybody, but hey, she's my friend. She plays softball with me, sure. So she says, I'll even right. come to your house. I said, great, so this is in April. And I said, you know what? My, my insurance uh, expires. I need to renew it in October. So give me a call in October. We'll set up a time. You come to my house. I'll be glad to give you my business. Right. The softball season ended. That's where I saw her. Never heard from her. Yeah. Perfect. She would have had some kind of a follow-up plan. Mm-hmm. 100% she would have gotten my business. Yeah, and statistically, we know that, too. I mean, aside from the other statistic that I gave to you, but, you know, it's after the fifth call that, that people, you know, most people mm-hmm. win. And that's why it's so easy to be successful, because most people do nothing. Yep. <laughs> right? And so if you have a system, it, you're just leaps and bounds. It's like, a, it's like a 20X. It's not even a 10X. It's a 20X, because you're doing something that someone else is doing absolutely nothing. So your odds of, of winning that business is so much higher, right? Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I totally understand that, that whole concept is such a, so what do you think is the thing that holds people back? What do you think is the roadblock to putting this together? Uh, number one, first and foremost, they don't, have a sale, they don't have a process and a workflow. Number two is that once they have that, then you have to have automation built into that, right? You got you to have technology. And the simpler the technology, the better. Now, sometimes people mm-hmm. think, oh, I got to go get Salesforce or one of these really complicated CRMs that's going to do everything for me. And sometimes that's actually what, what, what works against you is the complexity of it. Yeah. So trying to, trying to find simple automation. And number three, delegate, outsource, right? Because sometimes getting the right system in place for you might require to have maybe two or three different applications working together, talking to each other to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so, so all in one platforms or, uh, you know, I, I really, You're actually, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of all in one platform because sometimes they might have a scheduler, but the scheduler is really weak. They just, right. add, they just throw it in there to have that functionality. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, you know, for years I chased 
the perfect one and couldn't find it. So I had to band-aid one, you know, all of them together. And that's what you're saying is that they have to be, you know, the ability to be able to collaborate um, with them. So, so when we're thinking so to integrate, about integrate to talk to each other. To, mm-hmm, yep. So when we're thinking about, I want to go back. Okay. When we're thinking about the workflow, because this is, I think this is where the roadblock is. I don't think it's, I don't have a workflow and I didn't automate it and I didn't delegate it and it's not integrated. The, the issue starts with, I don't have time to sit down to figure out what I want to do. I think that's the big roadblock. Um, yeah. Because, you know, in, and I love Les Brown because, you know, I, you know, I quote this a thousand times on this podcast, which is, if you'll do what is hard, your life will be easy. If you do mm-hmm. it's easy, your life will be hard. Mm-hmm. It takes work. And it, yep. that's why it's called a workflow, right? <laughs> uh, well, but, you mean in simpler terms, if you, plan, if, you, if you fail to plan, then plan right. to fail. Yep. Right, right. Agreed. And, and, you know, um, it's also, you know, I, I think that's where it starts is just sitting down and doing it. Everyone's so flipping busy right? They're running around like chickens with their head cut off and saying, well, I, I can't hire anybody. I can't do this because, you know, I can just do it myself faster than having to stop, you know, and I always say this too, slow down to speed up. Don't speed up to slow down. So if we're, if we're not willing to slow down to really sit down and figure out what is this going to be? What is it going to look like? You know, for example, like you said, you know, you get, you get a referral. And what is your first step? Well, everybody's first step is different. Most people call the referral, right? They call the mm-hmm. client. I yep. don't. I call the referral partner and find out a little bit more about the client before I call to find out if the referral partner even has closed business with them. You know, are they, are they all locked up? Or is there something I can do to help sell them? So sitting and really thinking about what truly is my process, um, and I think the other part is, What's going to be efficient for me, yet effective for the consumer, mm-hmm. right? Because we can't have a process, a process that's, like you said, complex and complicated and too many moving parts and too many to-dos and too many steps. It's just mm-hmm. not, it's not, first of all, you won't implement it because it's too much. You can't teach it to delegate it. <laughs> that's the Another issue, right? You'd be, you'd be surprised once you start planning it out and you might, you, you might start it with 10 steps mm-hmm. and then you sit back and you look at the, those, 10, those 10 steps and how, how can I consolidate those maybe into five? Yeah, right. But it's really just getting all that information out of your head and doing, just, just doing a brain dump and, and just you know, kind of just going through the whole thing and then figure out, okay, how to optimize it. So, so when I build systems for clients, I tell them, look, I'm gonna, you know, I've built you this system. Now, this is not the end result. I mean, this is a living, breathing thing that you're going to continuously change. So um, I, I, I want you to start using the system and then start thinking about how do I make this better? How do I make this better? How do I make this better? And then we can have a conversation about how to make it better. But because I can't do your sales process for you. I can't create that workflow for you because everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to do yeah. that yourself. And then again, maybe find some support, find someone who can maybe coach you through how to create that process, right? And once you have yeah. that, then you, you, keep, you keep making it better and better and better and better until you have something that really works. And then three years from now, you might have to throw a lot out because it changes, right? So just, yeah. so just know that this oh, is a good. continuous process. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you. It's a living, breathing document. It's, it's constantly moving. You know, gosh, when my process started, it was to fax stuff. 
right? <laughs> I don't even know how to fax. Nobody faxes anymore, right? So you have to move to, oh, well, we'll email. Well, oh, well, maybe we'll do a video, right, uh, yeah. instead. So, so let's talk about, um, so if someone, um, you know, is saying, okay, I, I really need to get a, a flow together, and I know a lot of people who do. I mean, a, a lot of people do. If I need to get a flow together, I need to take the time. I need to sit down and figure it out and, you know, start from, start from scratch or find somebody's template. I mean, that's what I do with my coaching clients. I provide them with a template so they don't have to think, right? Uh -huh. And as soon as they see the template, then they're able to say, oh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I need to do, but I don't like doing that. I want to do this instead. And so they're able to modify and customize the template to fit, you know, their needs. Correct. That then is when you come in. How do we automate this? Because, when, again, when I first started, it was on paper. Then I went to fax. Then I went mm -hmm. to email reminders, and I had everything in um, Outlook. And then I right. said, okay, to my son, who was working with me at the time, go find a CRM that can do as much of what we, we need done because we'd already implemented it for years. Go find mm -hmm. a CRM that will do as much of what we can and find one that could customize a few pieces of it. Mm -hmm. And in fact, or, what or, or, or integrate or, or integrate with other other platforms. That well, at the time there is at the time people didn't talk about integration. There okay. was no such thing at that time. Yeah, no, it's totally different now. Yeah, now they all have it in there. And what ended up happening was say I provided the a template for uh, process in inside of Salesforce for mortgage lenders, which they purchased from me. And right. that became the template that they sold. Um, to a lot of loan officers, the basic template. Mine, of course, was more robust. So what you're talking about, where your value add is here and what you do to help your clients is once you have the process on paper, you help mm -hmm. them put it into an automated format so that they only have to create it once on that piece of paper and Correct. put it into automation. And from that point on, it's just tweaking and modifying exactly. Exactly. and testing. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I think that's really good because that is, um, and of course you and I talked about this too, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, in the mortgage space and in the real estate space that is just, it's missing. And I think it's missing in a lot of, uh, it's not just in those. I don't even know why I bother saying that because it's in all businesses, you know, where the process is in someone's head. We need to get it on paper. We need to test it. Yeah. And then we need to find a place to automate it. Yeah, and and they're they're both just as important. It's just that you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta do them sequentially. Create the process first, mm -hmm. and then automate it. Um, so something I don't think you and I talked about this, but you know, many many years ago, I actually was in the real estate space. I used to negotiate short sales. Uh huh. Yep. We I, you did tell yeah. me. Mm -hmm. So if you know anything about short sales, um, they're long. You know, they're, <laughs> well, it, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing short about a short sale, right? That's uh, right. But just. Just from the from the beginning from the beginning process, like like literally, there's so much paperwork that you have to send into the bank, right? And and typically, it would you know once I figured out the process of how to submit a short sale package, all the paperwork I had checklist everything that was needed that the bank needed in order to get going. Then I I used technology, and as a result, basically it was taking about four hours to. Uh, about four hours to put together a short tail package and, and fax it. I was able to get that process down from four hours to less than an hour using e-fax and using mail merge yeah. and, and, and tools that were available back then mm -hmm. yep. to allow me to put all these documents together and e-fax them rather than sit there and, and, and feed them through the fax machine 
right? There, there was still some stuff that I needed to sure scan. So I got, didn't go through it one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so I did, I did spend a lot of money on like a, like a really fancy high speed scanner. Again, technology, finding the right technology for the mm-hmm. process I'd already put together. So my technology included a really high-end high-speed scanner, along with doing e-fax and just doing as much electronic stuff as possible. But like right. I said, that, that's only, really where, where the light bulb, that's, that's where the light bulb came out. And just because, like I said, I'm techie, and I've always liked to introduce technology, but it was like, wow. I, so not only was I able to get a short tail package into the client, into the bank in less than an hour, I was also able to scale my business to where I was working 20 to 30 short sales at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And because, still, and yeah, still keep my sanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because it's efficient. Still. So, so again, the key is really knowing your, pro, you know, knowing what your workflow is, what your process is, you know, what process you want to put in play. And then once you've done that, it, and, and tested it, tested it over mm-hmm. and over and over and tweaked it. Then it's going. It's then going out and finding out what kind of automation do I need? And it might not just be an automation of a CRM or a, a process or a, a funnel building or an active campaign or any of those. It might no. be that it's that process, but also some some we'll call it accessories, right? That go along with that process. In your example, some accessories that went along with that is a, a better scanner. So it might be an app. It might be. Um, some kind of way to communicate with a vendor, right? So exactly. It, and, and the integration into whatever systems you already have available to you. So working backwards by buying these big mother processes and systems and not knowing where to start. I don't know where to start because I don't even have a system. So how do I know what I don't know to start? Exactly. Yeah, and, and, once, and then once you, once you know what you're going to use it for, then finding the technology is actually easier. Right. right. And, there, and, then, and then there's a, exactly. And then there's a third step, right? And that's delegating, outsourcing, mm-hmm. right? If, if, if you're so busy doing, you know, as a realtor, your job is to be out there talking to clients, meeting, meeting, meeting clients, listings, um, you know, showing houses right. if you're a buyer's agent, all that stuff. And it's not sitting there researching what technology to use, right? So sometimes just finding an expert, that will tell you, okay, here's your process. Here's where we're going to automate. You're going to need to use this platform, this platform, this platform. We'll put it together. Yeah. And then I'm going to teach you how to use your system rather than going, and yeah. going out and trying to figure everything out yourself. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It'll save time, money. And, you know, if you want to scale quick, this is the best way to do it. It's going to mm-hmm. take time in the beginning, but then on the backside, again, it'll be hard and then it'll be easy. But you could just walk around being really easy for a long time and it'll, your entire business will be hard you're always going to be, you know, having these difficulties. And so this is, a, this is one of the main pillars of the coaching that I do, which is about communication and creating systems so that you can scale and so you can delegate so that you can have a lifestyle, right? Uh-huh. That's, what it's all, that's what it's all about. And part of that lifestyle is doing what you do, what you love best in business, which is talking it up, creating strong, you know, stronger relationships. And so uh-huh. it's the high-tech, high-touch combination um, that needs to be there, not the high tech. I mean, the high touch, high touch, high touch, high touch, <laughs> right? Where you're constantly doing in your files and in your, you know, in your sales process and the, the minutia of moving someone along, you know, into, into your entire sales process. So, yeah, the, so the, the, quick, even, the, quick, the quick way to say that is uh, do what you do best 
delegate the rest. Yep, that's it. It's the trifecta, no question. So what is the best way to open a door with you if someone wants to have a conversation with you about, you know, some ways that they could start thinking about workflow or, you know, and then moving into the automation? Or are you, are you saying, hey, don't call me. Don't call me at all until you have your workflow done. Or do you have some, some uh, sources and resources that can help people with that very basic step if they want to take action? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things. I actually have an ebook on how to how to create your sales process. I call it the um, the ultimate sales process blueprint, mm-hmm. and that's a document that gets you started thinking about your 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 sales process and just creating that blueprint for that. Um, I also have a seven week course that I teach live that we get deep into creating the sales process, uh, just the entire blueprint, mm-hmm. and then. Once you have that sales process and you're really clear about it, then you can take it to whoever your tech person is. Uh, if you're technically courageous like you are, <laughs> Jen, uh, you, could always, you could always do it yourself. I don't recommend it. But, you know, if you don't have the resources and you're just starting out and you're bootstrapping it, then it might, it might make sense for you to do it yourself. Or we also have a done-for-you service uh, that you mm-hmm. can hire us to, to uh, implement that, uh, that sales process workflow blueprint, however you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, and actually implement it and automate it for you and then show you how to use it specifically to your business. That's awesome. Yeah, so you're helping everybody in all the, all the stages that they need help in. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay, so you have a, um, a gift for my listeners as well. I do. So, is, what, I'm, so yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give your, your audience the workbook, the Ultimate Sales Process Blueprint Workbook. Okay, excellent, excellent. So we'll have that um, that link in the show notes, and so you guys can pick up a copy of that. And then, of course, that'll have all of Stephen's contact information. So that if you have questions, you know, you want to talk to him. And I know that you also do complimentary strategy sessions. So if someone has a chance to read the book, and they uh, want to have a session with you to find out what you're more about, and you're open for that as well. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Excellent. So yeah. I can give I you, so I, I can give you a link to my calendar or my email address. However, you want to do that, you can put in the show notes. I can give you all yeah. the links to set up as well. Perfect. So whatever you want to want to send to us, we're happy to have, and we'll have it all in the show um, links or in the show notes for everybody, so everyone can um, get started and working in this. So, so how do we? we how do we? <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you how do we? How do we? How should we wrap this up? <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Um, what I wanted to say was, uh, what would you like to leave everybody with? Um, some final thoughts here on what you would like to leave someone with. You know, if they're on the edge here, they're getting, you know, they're almost to the point where they're inspired to do this. And they're saying, okay, I'm going to really take this on. I'm going to bite this big frog and I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to make, I'm going to make my business better. What's the tipping point for them? What is the, something you can give them that says, by God, I'm doing this. I, I have to get my workflow better because it's all about, personal and professional development, right, and on this podcast. So what action can they take, or what, what do you have as some um, last-minute tips for them or final thoughts? Yeah, I, I would say because, I mean, the, the ultimate sales process blueprint, you, you can use this just for, for any it, – it's really about creating a process, right, the step-by-step process mm-hmm. and just working through it. Um, I, know, I know it's a pain. Like, I, I – I, I do drink my own Kool-Aid. You know, now I'm at the point yeah. where I create a process for everything. 
and I see the value of it. But there was a point, there was a point in time where I was like, well, I'll just kind of, you know, I'll just kind of wing it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that winging it was actually, I was spending more time winging it and I was wasting a lot of time winging it. And mm-hmm. once I, start, once I sat down and actually created my processes for my marketing, uh, for, for my sales process, for every, every part of my business, uh, I've actually sat down and wrote a process and a process manual. Cause they think about it, big companies, they get to be big companies because they have these processes. They call them uh, no, SOP, standard operating mm-hmm. procedures. They have one for yeah. everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And think of it once you start scaling and you start bringing in employees, if they don't know what they're doing, if they don't know what to do, now they're going to be doing their own thing. And imagine three, you hire three employees and they're all doing their own thing. Rather than yeah. having a standard operating procedure that you can say, hey, here, here's the manual, here's the blueprint, I want you to do things in this way and this is, this is how we're going to operate, right? So take yeah. the time to write that down. Even if you're, if you're, if you're a, a, a solopreneur, if it's just you, yeah. if it's just you and your business, right? Make, yeah. make it a point to sit down and, and figure out what your processes for, for, you know, for your marketing, for your sales, uh, for your onboarding, once you bring a client in, yes, it's going to take you time to do it, but that time well spent in moving forward is going to save you hours upon hours upon hours because you know exactly what to do. Well, and I think you'll also have some lost opportunities because when the time when you get to that critical mass yep. and you don't have it written down, you can't hire someone, so you lose opportunities for more sales. That's Absolutely. the bottom line. Absolutely the bottom line. Well, it's been wonderful. Thank you, Stephen. We have been wanting to do this for several months, so I really appreciate um, your time today and sharing this with everyone. And, you know, if you're listening in, and, you know, this is really important stuff, and I know this may not be um, what you want to hear, but it's it's what I want to give you, <laughs> right? And I want to make sure that, that you know that this is a crucial part to the growth of your, your uh, practice, whatever that may be, and um, Stephen, we just say thank you so much for sharing, and thank you so much for the the great gift that you're giving to everybody, so that they can get started, and so it won't have to be as difficult as perhaps what you and I experienced years ago. And um, so, thank you for being here with us today. You're very welcome, Jen, and thank you, thank you again for having me. And uh, I, I really, I hope to hear from some of you, and uh, you know, anyone I can help get their business to the next level. To me, that's my privilege. That's my passion. So you're really, you're really helping me uh, feed the most important part for me, which is helping others, making a difference for others and supporting them. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, listen, everybody, thank you again for listening in. Again, please go write a review. I love to have reviews. I love to hear what you have to say. And, of course, I'm hearing that all the time through private messaging, and I really appreciate that you're all doing that. Just duplicate it. If you're going to send me something and you want to say something nice to me, say it on the review, too so that we continue to grow and um, go out there and make it a great week. And we will catch you next time on, would you please stop talking, take some action and get some results. Thank you for listening to stop talking, take action, get results, can't get enough and want more. Visit jenduplessis.com to book Jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs. You can schedule your private strategy session with Jen by texting STRATEGY to 66866. If you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life, contact Jen today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.